Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Good morning, Merry Marvelites. We are back for Marvel Movie News. Very excited to talk to each and every one of you about some of the latest Marvel news. I, as always, am Christian Blatt. And today we have special guest, the one, the only, the Flobito himself, Mr. Flobo Boyce. I can't believe it. I'm actually on Marvel Movie News. It's exciting. Christian, I think you and I are going for every one of these shows that we worked on together, like the Finity Stones. Like, what's next, right? Yeah, <laughs> my, my glove is missing a few of the shows. But uh, Flobo and <laughs> yeah. I have done, uh, we've done a few Star Trek shows. Maybe you recognize them from there. If you're a fan of the WWE and you watch any of the AfterBuzz programming, you probably know him from that. Look at, look at that right there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I think most people know us from our Chambers after show. But, uh, you know. That's, yeah, that's, yes. Most people do know us from Chambers. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, this is Marvel Movie News episode number 279. Unless Ryan tells me I numbered it wrong. But I think think I got it. I think it's 279. Uh, of course, live from Wakanda. Wakanda forever. Everybody knows that. Uh, and uh, don't forget, to, you can also find us. Uh, on iTunes at Marvel Movie News, you can subscribe there, uh, youtube.com slash Popcorn Talk Network and the website popcorntalknetwork.com. On Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the Popcorn Talk. And if you tweet out a link to the show, we will definitely shout you out here in the show. As you uh, notice, we are back, but neither Zia nor Zach are with us, but uh, I believe that they are in a high level cleanup for damage control and um, they're doing a lot of sweeping right now. Let's just say Thor had an accident. He made a little bit mm. of a mess somewhere and um, it's a, it's a multi-week cleanup. You know, you can understand, you know, yeah, I come in for taking the call you I come in around for- that hammer. <laughs> Thor's not going to stick around and sweep, you know, right. Yeah, I didn't make another. Uh, and of course, let's not forget about uh, Colt Badeau tweeting from the Star Jammer, our great friend Colt Badeau, who uh, has some feedback for one of the topics we'll have in a little bit. And let's not forget back in Mission Control, back in our Avengers compound, the one, the only Mr. Fantastic. Although if you're Mr. Fantastic, I'm going to say you're back in the Baxter building. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic, Ryan Nelson, thank you, Ryan, for uh, all of your assistance. Happy to be here. Uh, there's, uh, there's a few things to talk about, uh, news. Obviously we've been away for a little while. I wanted to start with something that was a story that I think a lot of us probably remember. It does not in any way seem inherently Marvel related, but, uh, it was the story of, uh, an African-American gentleman. His name turned out to be Christian Cooper. He was bird watching in central park. And, uh, I, uh, he, I believe told a, uh, a white woman that she should be wearing a mask And she called the police on him and they came and she was the one who uh, lost her job. She got her dog taken away. Uh, I believe she's what they call a Karen. And the reason why we're bringing this up on Marvel movie news is that it turns out that uh, Christian Cooper 
actually has a very strong connection to Marvel Comics. Uh, he was uh, going back, this is going back decades. Uh, I remember the Marvel swimsuit specials. Uh, Flobo, this is going to be before <laughs> your time. It would be like, you want a sexy picture of Jean Grey? We got that. You want uh, modeling pics for Mary Jane Watson? Mary Jane Watson Parker, excuse me. They, the, in an iteration when they were married. And um, so he was involved in that and he's getting credit that the uh, June is, is Pride Month. So I specifically wanted to highlight this because he made sure that there were uh, there. It wasn't just a bunch of uh, let's just say like girly pinups in the uh, in the uh, swimsuit special. And uh, Ryan, one of the photos that I have is a um, well, it's Doctor Strange in a um, uh, in, in like a thong. <laughs> so he, he uh, we got it finally. Yeah. So, <laughs> and look, I think that it's, uh, it's important to kind of give credit to this and, uh, somebody who, uh, you know, he, uh, he also introduced, uh, Star Trek's first openly gay character in the, in the comics, but yeah, the, uh, the swimsuit issue, it, it was basically, it was described as, uh, let's see. So I was trying to attribute the quote to, uh, someone that worked with him. And uh, said that the year that Chris Cooper, Christian Cooper, got in charge of the swimsuit special, uh, that year's issue was the gayest thing you ever saw. <laughs> like installations all over the northern hemisphere just straight up burst into flames. Anyone who beheld that book from a distance of 20 feet became, by genetic testing, 3% gayer. This is all a celebration for that. And if you think like the, you know, the early 90s. Uh, I, I think that uh, it's it's kind of a, a bold choice and uh, widely celebrated as uh, some of those pictures are. Let us know in the chat what you think of that. Uh, Flobo, did you even know that there was a Marvel swimsuit uh, swimsuit edition that uh, came out back in the day? It's funny you mentioned that because uh, I, I've heard uh, some comic friends have talked about that in like hushed tones. I thought it was a legend. I thought it was something that people just talked about amongst themselves that were passed down from generation to generation. But I see actual evidence of Doctor Strange uh, showing everyone his uh, equipment. Well, his mystic <laughs> art, as it were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about that? Xeno uh, Hour in the chat says, Christian Cooper faced the worst supervillain ever, a Karen. Absolutely. And uh, Seattle KO jumped in with the four Karens of the apocalypse was a pretty good meme so yeah, uh, memory serves. it was like the dog wasn't leashed or something like that it was something really yeah well yeah, she, I, yeah she, like, the, that's what it was yeah, that the, her dog wasn't on the leash and uh you know and then she's like awkwardly holding the dog so uh i thought i, I so i was reading that because i remember that story uh you know it, it uh, obviously came up uh you know we talk about stuff like this on the show i do the trump report my day job i work with comedian dennis miller we talk about stuff like that on his podcast for west of one the dennis miller option yeah that's right i just worked the plug in it happens. Yeah. But uh, so I, I, I just was like excited that there was a Marvel connection. And because it is, as I mentioned, it is Pride Month. I thought uh, we should mention that in there. So uh, congratulations for him for uh, getting some recognition. And, uh, you know, that uh, it, Karen encounter did not go the way that uh, she thought it would. Um, you know, Flobo, when you and I were talking about how we were going to have you uh, on this week, and uh, it's uh, been a long time coming. We This is maybe one of the only shows I do that you haven't been on yet. Yeah, Trump uh, Report's next. Uh, yeah. Although, um, yeah, except you hate politics, even though you ran for mayor. 
I know, I know. What am I thinking? Yeah. Well, you know, and look, Twilight Zone's coming back, so you'll uh, probably try and drag you into that. But you know, uh, one of you know, we were just sort of talking about possible topics, and you had the idea that we should take a couple minutes and talk about Dwayne McDuffie, and uh, so. I think that's a great idea. I'm very familiar with some of his work. And also the reference to damage control earlier is because uh, I believe he co-created the uh, characters of damage control. And that really was a series where it was, yeah, but after the battle, what happens? And it really was about like, okay, now we have to sort of clean, clean up this mess from superheroes fighting, you know, Batman versus Superman. I know that's a different universe. They sort of dealt with, Hey, remember when uh, Superman destroyed Metropolis? Yeah. Look what happened. So uh, damage <laughs> control. Us, kind of a, yeah. It was kind of a cool idea. It, you know, it was a very lighthearted sort of a thing. So what, uh, what made you think of uh, Dwayne McDuffie? Uh, you know, I, I'll it, let it's you funny because even though he has a Marvel connection and, uh, and he did kind of leave on, on not so ideal terms, just two big things about, Dwayne McDuffie's legacy that I really, really enjoy. Um, and that is one, the Milestone Universe, which isn't Marvel specifically, but really was like the addressing the uh, the diversity of our comic book characters and giving origin stories to people of color and women, those who were HIV positive way back in the 90s when that was considered not necessarily taboo, but it really, really wasn't the focus of the main two publishing companies at the time. And the second one is him being completely self-aware. I mean, the legend goes uh, about uh, being fed up with so many characters at Marvel looking a certain way, uh, specifically uh, the black villains having skateboards, and he came up with a tongue-in-cheek uh, pitch for teenage mutant uh, Negro thrashers because everyone was on skateboards. Uh, being totally self-aware about what was missing in comics is really what his legacy is. There are a generation of kids that uh, know and love Static Shock, for example, on the DC side, but that wouldn't have existed if someone said, hey, look, let's let's look at these demographics, let's look at what people need. Uh, there is a need for us not to project our races, our backgrounds under Superman, or onto Namor, but rather have people that look like us, like a Miles Morales. We'll get to later because he himself has a whole new following as well. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's definitely, and it'll kind of continue this way, there's a, a generation that Miles Morales is who they think of first when they think of Spider-Man, you know? And I think that, look, there are, you know, not just Marvel, but that's what we talk about here. Marvel did have some great African-American characters that were introduced in the late 60s and early 70s, like Luke Cage and, of course, Black Panther. But yeah, I think to the point that of what he was commenting on, I mean, that's the point where I actively, I, I read the majority of the books that Marvel put out, I probably read at least at some point from the mid 80s to the early 90s. And, you know, there, there, there were great examples, but there also was the character Night Thrasher who inexplicably had a skateboard. And yeah. I, I don't, I don't know why. Uh, I, I, you know, I think it, I think it was a flying skateboard at some point, you know? Yeah. There really was a cool, it, I think skateboards were shorthand for like cool and irreverency. Yeah. Cause even in games like streets of rage, I mean, even like the, like the rollerblades and all that kind of thing too, was kind of like, these guys are on the move. They're edgy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, just uh, reading about, uh, Dwayne McDuffie, you know, tragic. I knew he had passed away, but what I didn't realize that he just went in for routine heart surgery Oddly, like at the hospital where both of my children were born in Burbank, and oh, you know, wow. just he went in like right after his fiftieth birthday, and and he died during complications of surgery. So I I, I don't know. I thought that uh, I, I don't know what I thought had happened to him, but I knew he'd passed away a while ago. So mm -hmm. I was glad that you actually reminded me of him 
because as soon as you said it, I knew exactly who he was, but I hadn't thought about him in a little while. And uh, I thought that, uh, you know, there, there is a strong Marvel connection and I thought it was uh, good to, uh, you know, give him, give him a little shout out here, you know, and I, I, I appreciated him being the first name that you thought of, you know, when we had this topic now, uh, moving along though, Flobo, uh, people who know you from other AfterBuzz shows, yeah, they know not just from the award-winning Chambers After Show that you and I did. What award did that win? <laughs> the uh, well, the, the one person who watched it, I gave an award to. I said, "Watching paper, you. it was all written yeah, down." I was like, sure. "Thank you so much. We appreciate it." It was a little. I I, I did a little crochet pillow, okay. but you do a lot of uh, WWE stuff on here. That's uh, true. On, well, on AfterBuzz on our sister network, yeah. And uh, so because of that, I wanted to start off with a fun topic. You know, we were. We were uh, away for a couple of weeks, so I just wanted to, you know, dust off the spider webs, kick the spider webs, whatever you want to do. And uh, I wanted to get your thoughts really fast. Who you think are immediately come to mind three superstars or three wrestlers from the WWE that you think would fit really well in the MCU? So this is going to be a lot of fun because I know the chat's going to blow up. And I'm like, oh, what is Flubill thinking? What is, what's going on? But let's talk about the current WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, right? The, the, the Scottish psychopath, the Claymore country. The guy is a specimen of a man, six foot five, 265. Uh, just the way he looks at it, I see two things in two different directions, but I want you to walk with me. On one hand, I'm thinking Marvel's Hercules. Because if we think about these giant yeah. sword and sandals things, we're thinking about accents. I'm going with that. But he's got, he's got the beard. He's got the beard. But this might be a spirited casting choice. Why not dip him in silver and give him a surfboard? I love that idea. I, th- hey. I think getting a, getting an MCU Silver Surfer should be a, a very high up on the list. We need our X-Men. We need our FF. But I want the Silver Surfer as well. Uh, it's not a bad call. Okay, moving on. How about this? Sasha Banks, the boss, the blueprint, if you will. I got two. One may be a little bit weird. One might be a little cool, but I'm thinking either Spider-Woman or Monica Rambeau. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now they've cast someone as Monica Rambeau for the uh, Falcon Winter Soldier series. Unless yeah. I, I, yes. But you're like, yeah, but what about for movies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that can still happen. Oh, I, look, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Look, you got a couple actors playing Spock right now. Why not? You know, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, and I think that uh, we're going to get Spider Woman in the near future. I think that would be a uh, Sony property. But uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, Jessica Drew Spider-Woman is a character that I would very much like to see. And uh, I, 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 I think the only thing that I insist, she keeps the blue hair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Shout out to the chat that also said Drew McIntyre would be a good Craven. Uh, why not? Yeah, actually, that's a great idea. Craven the Hunter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and lastly, this is Braun Strowman. I got two for you there. Braun Strowman, the monster among men, six foot eight, 385. One of them was telling me the thing, straight up. I want to see an MCU thing that's definitely homegrown, but I want also the Bradley Cooper treatment. I want the Vin Diesel treatment. I want Braun's voice, Braun, to be Marvel's devil dinosaur. Whoa, devil dinosaur. Now that that was a deep pull. And uh, (laughs) I think... I think that for a character like that, you do need a, a great iconic voice. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, those are great calls. Now, our friend uh, Colt Badeau, when I mentioned that you were going to be on, he had some suggestions for WWE uh, superstars. He is going up and down. Say, he's said to me so many times 
that Becky Lynch should play Elsa Bloodstone. Uh, he uh, would like to see Dolph Ziggler. And he mentions Big Show, who the little bit that I know about Big Show, I see him as the juggernaut. Tell me if I'm wrong on that. Wow, Big Show uh, back then in his prime, maybe, but I think yeah. Old Man Big Show, maybe not. That'd be a very, very so, how about they do a movie? Old, how about they do a movie, Old Man Juggernaut? Actually, I'd be down for that. Like we got you Old know, Man Logan, um, just sit, sitting there, like, what can I run into today? Well, <laughs> well, let us know what you think of Flobo's picks, and if uh, if you're also a wrestling aficionado, who do you think should be in the MCU? And of course, when we say MCU, we also will accept MCU adjacent universes like Spunk the uh, Sony <laughs> Pictures universe of Marvel characters, which we talked about a number of uh, weeks ago. Uh, let's get through some of the news that we got. Uh, you know, there's little bits of things. We're starting to see indications that uh, productions might be resuming. One of those was an Instagram post by Salma Hayek where she showed that she was getting her roots done, which ordinarily you'd be like, why are we talking about that in Marvel movie news? Yeah. Well, she was getting her roots done and she showed that off. So that, she could be, I think she actually said, getting ready for Eternals reshoots. So Eternals reshoots, uh, I guess they at least have a have a projected date. And look, at, you get to see the before and after of Salma, ha- Salma Hayek. And, uh, you know, um, lovely photos, both of them. But uh, I guess they feel like the one on the right is a little bit more camera ready for the character that uh, she's going to portray in <laughs> the Eternals. How, you know, this is a property that we don't really know that much about, you know, you're diehard Marvel fans. I have read comics with the Eternals in there, but uh, Flobo, you hear a little bit about this movie. You hear about the very eclectic cast that they have. Uh, yeah. wh- what are your thoughts as we hear about this Eternals movie, which, you know, is uh, in theory set to open in February? Yeah, I'm actually on board for it. I know a lot of people who are more casual fans of the movies, those who read the books were saying, I'm tired of superhero movies. And so I think to keep that fresh, you, you go through properties, you go through things in the back catalog people are less familiar with. And I remember the first wave of superhero films, oh, sorry, the second wave, and people were, were kind of getting tired or, or fatigued. In comes Guardians of the Galaxy, which most people will admit they did not read. I'll, I'll admit, I read one comic because it was thrown in for free one time when I was a kid. But then going back, going, oh my gosh, it's a whole new world, a whole new corner of the universe. So I'm on board and I can't wait for it. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is a perfect example. I had read comics with the Guardians of the Galaxy and none of those characters were on the Guardians of the Galaxy when I read there. They had their own like ongoing comic in the early 90s. And that's not what the lineup was of the team. Uh, so yeah, Can I jump think in that, here real quick and say yeah, thanks to Lewis Cox who uh, super chatted, supported the show. Thank you so much for your donation on Marvel Movie News. Man, uh, Flobo comes, we get super chat. I don't know, Ryan. We don't usually get super chat on this show, so uh, <laughs> it's true. I, it's, it's Flobo. I, yeah, the, the, you know what? They're like they see <laughs> they see Flobo. They know that they go to flobito.com for new content every week. Every week, right now, new content every day. Get a every shirt. Day, so. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You're right. Get a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Flobo, your birthday's coming up. What a great birthday present to you for somebody to order a shirt from Flobito.com. That's true. Your birthday is Thursday, so I can't wait. Seven days away. <laughs> All right. Seven shopping days left uh, for Flobo's birthday. <laughs> uh, moving along, there's uh, this uh, very, very elaborate plan to uh, have the NBA resume play. And it's uh, you're like, well, what's the Marvel connection? There's a couple. One, they're going to be playing at Disney. So uh, the apparent company of Marvel and uh, also apparently the players will be able to see a number of Disney films that have not been released yet, including at least reportedly 
you'll get to see Black Widow this summer. Now, we were supposed to see Black Widow uh, about six weeks ago. And that's not the way that that played out. And as of right now, we're still supposed to see it in early November. Uh, that that continues to be the sort of the safe space we uh, where movies can come out. Uh, yeah. We know that uh, over on the DC side of things, Wonder Woman was supposed to come out. Uh, wow, well, was supposed to come out last week. Then it was going to come out in August, and now it's going to come out in October. People are starting to think like, well, by the fall, people are going to come see movies. So uh, if you're in the NBA, you'll get to see Black Widow. But here's what I say to everybody in the NBA: Please. No spoilers. We're not going to get to see it for a few months. <laughs> can you please keep the spoilers to yourself? Yeah, I can just imagine the press conference like, you know, today was a good game, and guess who dies in that movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dig it, LeBron, why? Yeah, no. yeah exactly. <laughs> like, LeBron, come on. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just hashtag. You know, you know what? I think it's a cool idea, I guess, to help, help with morale. Uh, we there there's people always say they're athletes they get millions of dollars but they're up with yeah. their families you're basically playing on the island of Dr. Moreau right it, it's kind yeah. of a weird weird vibe and, and thing so props for at least Disney saying hey while you're in the house you know get to see the screening room yeah. or whatever. but you can't come to our theme park like two miles away we well, you, know, you don't get to go yeah <laughs> no no fast pass no park hopper sorry you guys have to stay in the um, in the uh, the NBA zone so uh, in terms of we mentioned uh, Eternals reshoots uh, in an interview with uh, Vanity Fair uh, producer for Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Dan Wilson confirmed that they did finish principal photography before the shutdown, but they do need to do some reshoots. And again, every movie does some reshoots that we just talked about Eternals doing it. That doesn't always mean, oh, my God, the movie's a disaster. Sometimes it means that, but it just means that they need to do some reshoots and they actually have no idea when they'll be able to do those reshoots. So that's why that film, it was, it was on target for, I think Halloween weekend for a while, or no, that was Morbius. Uh, No, no, Morbius was supposed to come over the summer. So both of those have moved to next year because just realistically, they're not going to be able to get the reshoots in, in time. Uh, So did you see the uh, first Venom Flobo? Uh, The the Sony one? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, it didn't like, you know, knock my socks off, but it was definitely a fun way to kill a couple hours. It's it's not Avengers Endgame, but uh, Tom Hardy was good. I thought thought that they did some fun stuff with it. I was looking forward to the second one. I'm still looking forward to the second one. Yeah. You know? Woody Harrison is is like, if everything getting pushed to next year, do you think we're going to have a bunch of a crunch with all these movies? No. Well, yeah. And we've talked about that's on the show. There'll be a point where there's like four Marvel movies coming out in the same year. You've got them coming out like six weeks apart. I do think that there will be maybe some continued shifting, but when you're, you're seeing a movie like to go back to wonder woman or the James Bond film, uh, die another day, the, just moving it and then moving it again. I think you're like, all right, let's just move the stuff that we know we need to move right now. So we'll leave Black Widow in November for now. We're going to leave Eternals in February, but what if we don't get our reshoots in in time? And it looks like they're happening soon. But uh, so, yeah, I think that we are going to get that crunch and that's going to be what it takes, I think, to get people back into the movie theaters, which we've talked a lot on this show about in the last few weeks, just sort of the, uh, yeah, no time to die. I, uh, I called the James Bond movie the, the wrong thing. But, uh, you know, look, at at least I didn't call it Octopussy. All right. I I knew that that's one that already came out. All (laughs) right. Throwback, right? Right. right? Might be the funniest name. That and Moonraker. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. So I think we're going to get a lot of these Marvel movies. And we are, (laughs) Ryan in the chat, Doc Octopussy. So there you go. That's 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 not as good as a super chat, but it's very close. Thank you, Ryan. (laughs) 
So, yeah, and we're going to get a lot of these movies. And that's what I've talked about is that the movie industry is going to need a lot of stuff where you're like, oh, I really want to see that. You know, it's like these are things that are not going to come out digitally. You know, they're, they'll wait as long as it takes. You know, it's uh, if, uh, if, if Fast and Furious 10 has to come out in 2023, it will. Yeah. It's not, it's not showing, it's, yeah they're not streaming it on Peacock, you know, right. they're going to make you go see it. You're gonna. Yeah, have to I mean, spend that's money the first this. movie that was like, "No, nah, we're coming out next year. Forget, that, forget even delaying it." We're and good. I said on this show, "I'm like, they're going all the way to next April. That's so crazy." But now they're like, "Up, oh, they were smart. They knew what was up. They're like, yeah, we got this day in April. You guys do whatever you want." But uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, I see that being challenging. The idea of uh, getting your reshoots in, but uh, it's just the reality of it. And I, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see how much we stick to what the release schedule is we have right now. You know, you're hoping everybody's healthy. You're hoping businesses are be able to stay, stay open, but it just, you run into production issues like, okay, well we can't do these reshoots now because this person was supposed to be done with this other movie by now, but they're just starting it. So I think you'll run into some of that uh, sort of stuff. Um, there was a very funny, uh, there's two tweets from James Gunn, which I believe I put in the, I dropped in the image folder uh, for you, Ryan. Uh, there was it was in response to a report that Venom, speaking of Venom, will be part of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And uh, writer director James Gunn tweeted, "No further reading required after using air quotes." And if a recent report in We Got This Covered is to be believed, and then in a follow up tweet he added, "Yes, Speed Racer and Popeye and Cerebrus the Arvark will all be members of Guardians in Volume 3, or at least that's what I read, and we got this covered. For people that do shows like this and you rely on a lot of, uh, you know, internet reporting, and, you know, we'll always give credit when uh, somebody else uh, breaks a story and we see it, whether it's on here or the, uh, the short feature that we do, Marvel News Daily, when there is news daily. Yeah. And uh, you might not know we got this covered. But uh, I sure do. And when we've had topics on this show where I'm like, well, it's a slow news week and this is never going to happen, but this is a fun conversation. That's usually something that was reported by we got this covered or a site very similar to that. Uh, It's a it's a high trafficked, um, largely incorrect source. So I thought it was very funny for James Gunn to call that out. Uh, You know, Flobo, I'm sure in terms of comics and things like that but I'm, I'm sure also there must be sources you know wrestling sites where it's just like they're just looking for clicks and it's like they're 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 never even close to accurate right it, it's it's a huge parallel there's like two or three like journalists that are like legit like legit in the sense they've been doing it a long time and they have newsletters and everyone just like quotes and, and requotes and retweets and there's a bunch of people who just say here's a rumor but it's unconfirmed and it's like well what is an unconfirmed rumor than you making it up right yeah, exactly. So uh, I thought that was funny. Uh, you know, uh, James Gunn uh, has a very funny online presence. And, uh, you know, we we all remember the uh, the the backlash over some old tweets. And uh, you get the impression that, uh, you know, he's uh, certainly learned from that. And uh, Marvel's happy with him and he's still working diligently on the Suicide Squad. So uh, looking forward to looking forward to both of those movies. I Agreed. I don't pretend that I don't see the uh, DC movies. It's just people get mad when I say I don't like them, uh, which, I, <laughs> which is not the case for all of them. I'm just saying there might be a couple that I didn't love. Anyway, uh, something that we talked about in the show a while ago, it's uh, getting a little bit more credence is uh, a 
British tabloid publication is now trying to give credence to this idea that uh, Beyonce is in talks to do at least a song and do some music for Black Panther 2. Now, when we talked about this, uh, Zia and I both talked about we're we're not unexcited for it. We're just not particularly excited because we understand what a force Beyonce is. It's just not our kind of music. We just, you know, we, it's like if, if you told Zia that, oh, uh, you know, Iron Maiden is doing a song for the new Spider-Man, she'd be excited. You know? oh, wow. if, 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 if Alice Cooper was doing a new song for the Morbius movie, that would be up my alley. But I understand this is a huge thing if, if this were to come to pass. What do you think, Flobo, about this idea of Beyonce and T'Challa teaming up? I am kind of in the middle. I understand the force Beyonce is, and I can't lie to you. I also DJ weddings, and Beyonce has saved me way too many times for me to the poo-poo on Queen Bay. Um, I don't pop in a Beyonce CD myself, but if you think of Black Panther and what that movie did for representation, or my case specifically, first-generation uh, representation, that dynamic of being from one place and having heritage somewhere else and the family dynamic of which one are you truly, uh, putting Beyonce on that album, if it comes to pass, could be absolutely huge. It could be the song that crosses over to, to mainstream radio. Why wouldn't you do it? But I'm not sure if it was coming. I didn't do a lot of a song and dance. Like, I really say that. It's not going to be happening. It may be happening. We don't know. Yeah, no, I can imagine uh, DJ Flobito. It's like... Oh man, if only there was a song where I could get all the single ladies out on the dance floor. Wait a minute. Oh man, thanks, babe. I can't. I can't. But but the good point you made up. Uh the the last album, the last soundtrack for sure. Black Panther one, <laughs> I guess. Uh All the Stars is one of my favorite songs. But that that song reminds me of like my own family, my own heritage, and all that. And um, the one they did with uh, The Weeknd, you know, who gonna pray for me? Like that song I play in clubs, I play in bars and that, that still kills. So, and that's why we have you here is because we wanted you to sing. So thank you. Yeah, I man, all key. It. That's why I play you, the songs and don't sing them. Christian. New singing every week and we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, another uh, another uh, very popular character, once in the comics, married to T'Challa is Storm. And uh, there is a change.org petition that is trying to uh, pitch Pose uh, star and transgender activist Demi- uh, Dominique Wilkin. Uh, nope, that's a basketball player. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> Dominique Jackson. That's exactly why I have this open because I knew I was going to make that mistake. And, you know, that's one of those things where in your head, like, don't say Dominique Wilkins. I was and like, I he's here. And, nope. and then I did. So that's that's one of those self fulfilling prophecies that I like. I had the dream that I would say this, and I did. Right. Uh, Dominique Jackson as Storm, and uh, she was very appreciative of, uh, you know, this petition. And uh, look, I, I, I want, I don't I didn't hate Halle Perry as uh, Storm. Maybe some people did. I, I thought she did, did. A, she did a fine job. You know, it was all I right. I eventually did. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm getting used to. Look, nobody right. is going to top the Storm from the animated series. Just Agreed. the way that, that she spouts off, you know, sort of the, you know, casting her, basically like casting spells while she's, you know, using the weather. Uh, I like the Alexandra ship as well in the two more recent ones as, as younger storm, because I'm from the era where storm had a Mohawk and a leather jacket. So that's just, that's what I really want. But, uh, <laughs> look, specific. who's going to yeah. be storm? I don't care. Mohawks. That's what I, I mean, want. Mohawk storm storm is where it's at. True. I, uh, I, I should have pulled a, a, an image of Mohawk storm for storm for Ryan, but, uh, there's already like a hundred images in there. So, uh, you know, got to draw the line somewhere. We'll do a whole show. Mohawk storm. 
or <laughs> goddess storm you make the call but uh so look i think this is a i i love that people are this passionate about the character uh i think it's uh i i i'm gonna admit i have never seen pose but uh it's certainly an opportunity for you know some inclusive casting so if people are excited about it i I like that people are that excited about the characters you know what i mean that uh they're like yeah let's actually let's start these petitions to try and get things happen you know so i've seen as as little as one trailer proposed myself but uh definitely looks the part i mean obviously you can't tell chop acting chops from a trailer but definitely if i if i saw that uh, if I saw that, I'm going to say it too. Dominic Jackson, <laughs> not Wilkins. You did almost say it. Right? I was like, yeah. oh, Chris, no. I if, I saw, if I saw her in costume, I'd be like, oh, yeah, definitely. People definitely. are going to start tweeting at Dominic Wilkins, and he's like, what? I'm doing <laughs> yeah. what now? Yeah. I heard on Marvel Movie News. I can't make weather. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, so reportedly, uh, J.K. Simmons is signed on for multiple Spider-Man sequels, which uh, I know we were all very excited in that uh, post credit scene in Spider-Man Far From Home, which uh, if you're a longtime viewer of this show or even just for the last year, uh, Zia and I went to a press screening of that and we had to sit on it for like a week. The fact that, that J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah J. We wanted to tell everybody, but we didn't want to ruin it. So maybe we would text each other once in a while about how excited we were. But uh, what do you think about like, you know, just this idea that somebody else would have played J. Jonah Jameson it never really sat right with me. I'm sure they could have found somebody. Somebody would have been great. But this idea that they're this invested in having him portray the character, what do you think about that, Flobo? If he's down, why not? Because he is uh, J. Jonah Jameson for a generation. Now, I know people people between the ages of 12 and 24 are going to be like, the farmer's insurance guy is going to be in Spider-Man? But uh, there was a time where he was definitely a comic book character come to life in the Sam Raimi trilogy. If he's down and he can do the part, why not? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I, I, but I always look at that face and all, all I can think of is not my tempo, but him yes. as JJ J is definitely my tempo. Uh, you know, keeping it to Spidey, and we've been talking a lot about this. Uh, we've alluded to it. It's a great thumbnail for the, the, uh, this episode. It's part of the title. Is this Spider Man Miles Morales game that we got a trailer for, which I'm going to admit when I saw the trailer, I at first, you know, it sort of like started auto playing on Twitter. I'm like, oh, is this footage from the the next Spider Verse movie? Wow, because it just it looks that great, you know. I mean, uh, so we have a little bit of information about it. Uh, it takes place a year. And this is according to uh, Get Fandom. Uh, it takes place a year after uh, the first game, the Marvel Spider Man, uh, and the battle is around Miles' new home in Harlem. It'll be a full story arc like Uncharted, uh, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, near instant loading, ray tracing, 3D audio. I don't know what any of that means. I'm going to just. But uh, there's also more of Peter's story that will be told in this. So the idea that, you know, look, we have that spider uh, our our own Mr. Fantastic. Thanks for everybody who hung in there. We had what we like to call in the business technical difficulties. Please stand by. And you did. You stood by. We were in the middle of talking about the Miles Morales Spider-Man video game. And uh, Flobo, 
uh, how excited are you for this game? You were talking about sort of this character being sure. a representation. Yeah. We were talking about the diversification of the Marvel line and, and a lot of people who are just jaded. They go, well, you know, comic book characters haven't really changed over the last 30 years. If you look at things like Harley Quinn and Deadpool, those are really recent creations. But Miles Morales, I have not seen a character go from being like W2F to OMG in such a short of time. Miles is awesome. He's from Brooklyn like this guy. You know, Tuanso wants to be the best kid possible and all can take on Spider-Man, but still it's faithful to the source material. I think this game's a long time coming. Yeah, I think that, uh, look, when you grow up uh, like like I did and, you know, I, I always loved Peter Parker, the idea that somebody else was Spider-Man, I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. But... Yeah. I think they did it in the perfect way with uh, Spider-Verse. It's like, don't worry, Peter's still out there. This is this is just uh, this is just Miles Universe. And the uh the Marvel Spider-Man animated series on Disney XD, they're both Spider-Man and Spider-Gwen yeah. is there. You got everybody, you know? So yeah. uh I love that. I and I'm uh, very excited. I as I admitted, I'm not much of a video game person, but I can't wait to uh, watch other people's gameplay uh, and see what, because that Spider-Man game from last year was crazy, all the stuff in it. Yeah, there were great Easter eggs, and it'll be interesting to see how this continues uh, Peter's, uh, Peter's story as well. Uh, we're getting some great comments in the chat for MCU James Bond titles. There's so many. I'll try to get some more in there, but uh, the one that caught my eye while I was looking for something else, William Walton for Thor eyes only there's, there's more. I promise I'll read some more of them before we end in a little bit. I just wanted to uh, make sure that we got that. Uh, Look, I think that's very exciting that we're going to get this new game and yeah, look, Miles is getting the appreciation that he deserves and there's plenty of stories out there with Peter too. So it's everybody wins. Everybody wins, you know? Uh, So, there's also this uh, Marvel's Avengers game that um, they had to uh, take down a uh, controversial tweet that was uh, basically considered, uh, you hear the term tone deaf a lot these days, and uh, that's, I guess, exactly what this was. Uh, it, it basically, it was it, what it said. I had to look it up. Yeah. So there's this trailer for it, which is great. So if you see this trailer, this this did not get taken down. So you see, and what I love about the video games is that they can't really look like the actors. So like Thor, yeah, that's a good Thor from the comics. It was like, he couldn't look anything less like Chris Hemsworth. Right. It's just like, like, I guess. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so, and we've gotten uh, notice that uh, we've got Ms. Marvel there as well. So that's uh, exciting. You know, people that like the Kamala Khan version of that character, will get to see her in this game. So uh, that'll also be out, and people are excited about this, the Avengers play. But there was this uh, tweet that uh, it said, Heroes Park once celebrated the Avengers, but has since been defaced. Despite the AIM drones that surveil the area, there are still people who believe and pay their respects to Captain America. Uh, Sometimes you have to adjust your your pre-planned marketing because uh, this is a, a, a time where there is actual... Uh, very valid unrest, people upset about things, including statues. So uh, this was up for a few hours and then they were like, oh yeah, we, uh, man, this was a cool visual, but uh, we were definitely not thinking about this. Play civil unrest the game, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Captain America, civil unrest, you know, I mean, that'll be the the game in and of itself. But uh, I don't think that that's uh, tampered the expectations. Uh, Now, 
I don't even know if, if you can only play these games on PlayStation or, or how it works, but uh, do you uh, have you played any of these uh, the, any Avengers related uh, uh, video games at this point? Uh, I play the kind of the Champions, uh, which is the mobile game on Marvel, and that's kind of cool to see how you can unlock characters. And now that you mentioned it, you're right; they never do quite look like the movie stars. Hmm. But yeah. I, I guess I'm yeah, like likeness rights are very expensive. So. I had no idea. Now yeah. I know. It's no. like Tony's beard isn't like that at all. Uh, but yeah, I have not uh, seen much about this Avengers game. I'm excited to see how it looks like when it comes out. Yeah, no, I know. Exactly. Uh, so uh, for uh, fans of the Marvel comics, uh, they announced that, you know, they're getting back into a regular publishing schedule right now. It's about every other week, uh, every other week it's digital releases and then uh, physical print copies of the books do come out on the other weeks. So every other week, and uh, they're letting you know that they're going to stick to Wednesday because uh, another major publisher has uh, decided that they uh, wanted to go their own way and they've started doing Tuesdays. And uh, much to the chagrin of a number of of comics retailers and Marvel's like, yeah, we're just going to stick with where it is. We want you to love us, please. So, so uh, new <laughs> comic, new comic day for Marvel will still be on Wednesday. Uh, we're starting to see, you know, a lot of we we touched on this earlier. A lot of uh, studios and and unions are signaling that they're ready to return to work uh, in terms of getting back to writers' rooms and film sets. Uh, you know, and literally right now, as we're talking, my wife is downstairs working in a virtual writer's room that looks very much like what uh, Flobo Ryan and I are doing, you know, and that's the way that things have operated since the middle of March. A lot of shows are uh, looking to get back to in-person writer's rooms, actually filming. And uh, so we're starting to see some of that. Uh, Anthony Mackie said that the Falcon Winter Soldier was on hold. Uh, definitely not canceled. Just, uh, you know, they they can't release it until they finish filming. Uh, so that there went, you know, I had a theory that like, well, if you have the first two episodes due, why don't you give us like a, like a, you know, a standalone Falcon and Winter Soldier movie, give us two hours and be like, we'll give you the rest in a few months when we're ready. But I think they want to save it. You know, that's whatever their business plan is, but allegedly it will start, uh, it'll resume filming in the Czech Republic in July. And, uh, we're hearing that WandaVision also could resume filming in July, um, when you hear about these Disney Plus shows, Flobo, what uh, what is your interest level? Do, has has the mouse gotten enough of your money where you're like, no, Disney Plus is where I draw the line, or are you intrigued by these Marvel shows? Here's the thing, man. Uh, the names themselves when they were released, I went, ah, Winter Soldier, WandaVision, whatever. But I can tell you this: when the trailers start to drop, I'm going to be on board, and that's been Marvel's. But they have enough goodwill that I'm willing to give anything a shot just because of their track record. Uh, if I was sitting in a boardroom and someone pitched me WandaVision, I'd be like, nah. But I can guarantee, like The Mandalorian before it, on, on the Star Wars side, uh, it's going to give you something that has a certain level of quality, maybe surpass the Netflix Marvel series, and it gives someone a whole new flavor of Marvel. So I'm down. Yes, uh, and uh, Ryan and I were on the after show for Mandalorian, and let's just say we we kind of enjoyed it. It was all right. No, we were big fans. You could say that. Show. Yeah, you could say that. You could say that Ryan's a little excited for season two, but just your bets. Hedging your bets. Yeah. So, uh, and there'll also be a uh, an exclusive Funko Pop for Wanda for WandaVision. So uh, obviously, that's stuff that people are as excited about. Now, look, I know a lot of you really wanted to hear some talk about Marvel's agents of shield to uh, today. 
but we had so much to catch up on from the last few weeks. We really didn't have time. But the good news is that tonight over on AfterBuzz TV, our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show will resume. We're going to talk about episodes two, three, and four from season seven. So we're going to pack it all in. But uh, you'll be able to see us talk tonight, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. That'll be uh, Rachel, Tehran, and Katie, myself. We'll all talk about that. Uh, but the short explanation is that I loved last night's episode, the uh, film noir presentation, uh, largely presented in black and white, almost entirely. So I thought it was really cool, actually. So we'll talk about that tonight. Um, but uh, Flobo, I, I'm going to look up a couple of these uh, James Bond uh, titles because I want to make sure we get them in there. Oh, but uh, that's what I'm going to give you a moment early before we're almost running out of time. Yeah. Where can people find you? Where do people find Flobito? <laughs> Before I get to that, I want to do say that Captain America, the first Spectre is my new favorite. My name is Slobo Boys. So glad to be part of Marvel Movie News. You can follow me all over on Twitter at Flobo Boys, on Instagram at Flopito, and Flopito.com. New content every week. My birthday is next Thursday. Help me celebrate by buying a birthday t-shirt at Flopito.threadless.com. And of course, that is where you go for new content. Every Not day. just every week. It's like every day now. Every day. every day, new content every day. Uh, our own Ryan in uh, in the Baxter building, he has Live in Hawkeye uh, for uh, Marvel Spider-Man. We also have Golden Hawkeye. Uh, so let's see. We had uh, Live, <laughs> Live in Luke Cage. That was a good uh, one. That was yeah. a good one. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. Captain America Civil World is not enough. All right. I like that. I like the, the <laughs> mashup. Put in the marquee, though. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit. Yeah. Live and let Avengers assemble. The Avengers are not enough. Uh, there are so many of these. Uh, Winter Soldier and Black Widow from Russia with Love. Again, not going to fit on the marquee, but I like what you did there. They are both from Russia with Love. So, uh, anyway, there are so many of these. Uh, fantastic for your eyes only. I just wanted to get a few of them in there because it's fun. If you're watching the archive version, Please leave them in the comments. Uh, I always love to uh, jump in and interact in the comments after the fact. And uh, let us know what you thought of everything we talked about today. I know there was a lot. We had to pack it all into uh, one single show. But we'll be back next Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, You can, as I mentioned, you'll see me tonight on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show. You can find me, Christian Blatt, on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. That is all the time we have for this week, but 